0: Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burden Nick and with me today we have Dave Clark of the Smokin' Butts and Tapping Ash Uh, guys. How you doing there Dave? I'm doing great. How about you, Nick? I am fantastic. I'm fantastic. I'm out here in the ice tent of love in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, and I've got a cigar, and I have you to talk to. So, like, I don't know how I could be doing. You sure do, or better. Me neither. Better, not worse. Either one. Better. I mean, you know, I guess. guess it depends on your perspective. There's
0: aspects to each.
1: (laughs) So today we're talking about uh, we're going we're gonna get we're gonna talk some more barbecue with Dave um, uh, (laughs) because. You know, the weather here, at least in the St. Louis area, while well, granted, we have a little bit of shit coming in, you know. Uh, well, this episode drops on Friday. It'll be coming in on Friday. Um, but uh, And then the weekend will be kind of cooler. But but this week has actually been relatively warm in the grand scheme of things. Amazing.
0: It's been amazing.
1: It has been really nice. And so I think it's kind of time that we, we kind of discuss spring preparations, you know, for those folks who are looking to start getting ready for the consistently nice weather and the barbecue season and that sort of thing and you know, things that that people can do. But first, I want a cigar. And so today, I don't know what you're smoking. What are you smoking?
0: I'm smoking the CAO Flathead.
1: Oh, look at you. Okay. okay. Out of a
0: certain subscription box. <laughs>
1: We'll get to that later. Um, (laughs) And so I am smoking the Villiger 1888 Nicaragua in the Toro size. It is a 6x50 Toro. And let me read the description here from uh, VilligerCigars.com. The historic year 1888, the year that Villiger was founded, gave rise to the first handmade premium cigar to bear the Villiger name, the Villiger 1888. It is now followed by the next excellent cigar to bear this great name, the Villager 1888 Nicaragua. It's a new cigar star. Available in three formats, the Coronita, which is like a little Corona, the Robusto, and the Toro, packed in an elegant dark blue cabinet box of 20 that's an absolute eye-catcher in any humidor. The character is a medium-bodied tobacco that provides a pleasant aromatic smoking experience with subtle notes of leather and pepper, uh, it is cool and luscious with hints of chocolate and honey in the taste. So well, that comes to us from the fine folks at Villiger. And so it's time for us to go ahead and cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And I was hanging out with Miss Cindy a little bit this afternoon. Hanging out there at Riverman and uh, shooting the shit with her, and they got in a nice big selection of uh, some Aganor Leaf products, and she was prepping that for the shelf. Also had a few new boxes of uh, AJ Fernandez uh, New World that had come in, you know, things like that. Got to get the staples. Got to have, got to have the good consistent stuff. But aside from that, there's also Aladino and all sorts of other wonderful brands there at Riverman Cigar Company for you to try. So, if you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by Riverman Cigar Company. Check out the humidor. Say hi to everybody. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, but you want to support a brick-and-mortar shop, give Dan the Man Ponder or Miss Cindy or anybody over there a call, and they can do mail order. They can get a nice box of cigars, shipment of cigars, not just boxes, singles, too, and uh, uh, ship to you right away. It's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time you and I go ahead and cut the cigar. I'm oh. ready. All righty, I'm ready to. It's been a minute.
0: I haven't been to Riverman in, in a little bit of time.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Would it would uh? Now you judged a barbecue contest up there. Was that the last time that uh, that you were there? It, I want to
0: say I've been back one time since. Okay. Because that was in like the early early fall. Okay. I think. Heck, I don't know,
1: Shit, man. I'll be honest. Days and weeks are running together. It's like I can't figure out when, when this happened, when that happened. I mean, it's just time is. Oh,
0: the last 15 years have ran together. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, you know. You're an adult that had kids. Days just kind of like yeah. blend, you know. So Yeah, I
0: actually have to sit down and think about how old I am now. Right. Like I, I can never remember.
1: I mean, I know how old I am, but the problem is I can't remember if that's how old I actually am or if I'm, like, already, like, <laughs> em- like preemptively saying what I'm going to turn this year. You know?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. My mom swore up and down I was going to be 44 on my birthday. But I'm 45.
1: Okay. When your own parents don't remember how old you are. That's a bit of
0: yeah. Hell, her last forty-five years ran together. I'm yeah, sure. See,
1: see, exactly. So, hmm, interesting. I can always count on my parents to know how old I am, even if I'm like, you know, not correct. I figure they'll at least remember. So, um, now let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so as I was saying in the beginning of the show here, you know, it's the the nicer weather is starting to come in. And even though there is probably some colder temperatures and some shittier weather that we're all still going to have to contend with for a little while, this is kind of that season that people should start prepping and planning and preparing for the spring. And so I kind of want to take us from. You know, the absolute novice to somebody who, you know, maybe knows what they're doing. So so let's start first with um with with equipment. So I do not have a girl. Like I don't What? Well, I lost it in the divorce. Damn hey, it, Nick. I lost it in the divorce.
0: Well, there's plenty more to get.
1: Well, I know, but I lost it in the divorce and I haven't bought a new one. And so, you know, for somebody like me who, you know, lives alone. I obviously don't want to make a shit ton of stuff um, or or I don't want to. Yeah, I I can't. I don't want to make a whole bunch of stuff at one time. I don't want to overcook precisely. What kind of products are out there that you would recommend?
0: What I would recommend for a guy in your predicament here is either a certain kettle, kettle grill, whatever brand you want to go with. I prefer Weber.
1: Because it's tried you, and true. You, you can endorse products if you'd like. I mean.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a Weber guy. I'll just say that up front. Okay. Um. Other than that, um, you can always get a smaller pellet grill,
1: and now, it the, doesn't hurt. I, I I've heard a lot of these things on your show, a pellet grill. What do those use? Because I used to have, I, I have had a charcoal grill before, where I had the chimney mm-hmm. and everything that I got going and whatever. And since I own a newspaper, I always had lots of newspaper to cram in the bottom to get, light it up.
0: Yep. And then
1: uh, the 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 one I lost in the divorce was a was a propane gas grill, you know. And so you don't need that. Okay, you're not a fan of the gas grill. <laughs> but see, one thing I'll say about that: that was easy, man. It was one of those things. I go out, I. You know, turn the knob and poof, I got fire. You know,
0: I I would argue that a charcoal or a pellet grill are just as easy. Like Dude, maybe that, that a that half chimney step. Took,
1: that chimney took a little while to get going though.
0: Well, the chimney takes about fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So you get home, just dump your charcoal in, light it, go in and get dressed, and you're cooking clothes. And when you come back out, you're ready to rip, man. Okay. But uh as far as the pellet grill go- goes, it's like the same thing, pretty much as a, pe- a propane. propane. Uh, I'm sure I don't own one, but I'm sure they use propane to keep the pellets actually lit.
1: Okay. So you just so kick what are that these, baby on. What and are these pellets though? They
0: look like rabbit food. Honestly, I'm
1: gonna ask: Is it like because I'm imagining like cat litter, like the thick, chunky, like the pe- no. pellet kind of pieces of cat litter?
0: Well, maybe sort of, but if you've ever seen rabbit food, it's like, like skinny pellets, like almost like a, like a little pencil cylinder. chopped little, up into little, pieces. Little? Yep.
1: Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Yep. So we're and thinking about the same thing.
0: Yep. And what that does is you load your hopper, you know, you just, uh, kick on the ignition switch and whatever temp you want it to go at. And the auger starts pulling pellets down and burning them up. Hmm. So you actually get a little bit of wood flavor that way, as opposed to the gas grill, I see. which to get the wood flavor, you have more steps to take with a propane to soak your wood chips, to get them ready in your packet or like smoke box or whatever with, with a pellet grill. It's already ready. Even with a charcoal grill, you just throw your chunks on there and ready to go.
1: Now you just got yourself a new toy.
0: Boy, did I. I uh, just got a Weber griddle. Griddle? Relatively new. Yep. Okay. Kind of, it's just like a Blackstone. I would say- Everybody knows what a Blackstone is. Yeah. And Blackstones are, are great. Um, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So, and I cook a lot is Is really why. I cook a whole lot. I probably cook out four days a week. So I wanted something that was you know, up to my standards, and Blackstone's great, but it does have some bigger cold spots, like they tend to be on the right side and towards the front. And I just did not like that because I used to do that for a living. I was a griddle cook at a restaurant, so I wanted to be nice and and you know ready to cook whatever I want to cook. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, this new one, man, it's awesome. Like the whole 36 inch surface is blazing hot. There are no cold spots, you know, just the very front lip where it's supposed to be cooler to set your spatulas. Yeah, other than that, you can cook anywhere on it.
1: Nice, it's great. Okay, and what all have you prepared on this griddle so far?
0: Um, first thing I cooked was bacon because you <laughs> want to season that baby up.
1: Yes, talk about that for a spe- uh, second.
0: Yep, yep. So So, to get that ready. You know, the top is cast iron. So you treat it just like a skillet. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So you uh, just turn it on, get it ripping hot, you know, put a coat of whatever oil you want. Uh, Some people use olive oil. Some people use whatever. I decided to go with avocado oil because it has a high burn temp. And I wanted to get it seasoned all the way through. So I put like seven or eight coats of that on there and let it burn off and and cook my bacon and it's ready to go man.
1: Why are you doing that? Why why so do you that, season? It?
0: That like fills the pores in the cast iron. Okay. And helps it be non-stick. So ah. you can just scrape it down after you cook, wipe your oil back on, and you're ready for next time.
1: Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um Anyway, so like I was saying, so what all have you cooked on it?
0: Well, I started with bacon
1: because of that. Bacon.
0: But uh, after that, I did a Travis Brandon special and made some smash burgers. (laughs) Because you have to, you know, Mm -hmm. that's got to be your first thing. then last night I made some fantastic fried rice with some leftover smoked chicken that I had. There you go. And that turned out amazing.
1: So when am I coming down for some huevos rancheros on that thing? Whenever you're ready. I'm saying. I'm ready. Get some, like, chorizo and some egg and, and, like, just, you know, oh, yeah. I like this idea. We can figure it out. Make some breakfast tacos, maybe?
0: Dude, I uh, have been seeing these guys make smash burger tacos. Okay. And... I had the idea. They just make it like a regular taco. They put their ball of meat down, smash the tortilla on it, flip it over, so on. I had an idea to make smash burger. Let's see. How am I going to say this? Like cheeseburger tacos. We'll just say it. Smash burger, cheeseburger tacos. Okay. So, like, you could do your little taco deal, fill it with mustard and pickles and french fries if you want. You have, like, a little taco, but it's a cheeseburger my god how awesome does that sound
1: it would be pretty good so i know right you do like a big mac version with like the lettuce and tomato yeah. or lettuce and pickle and yeah you know, onion and a thousand island sauce or whatever i guess technically they call it special sauce but let's be real it's thousand yeah island but dressing
0: it, we all know what it is yeah
1: we all know um interesting Well, so, uh, you know, so anyway, in terms of like getting ready for the spring, what what things should people be doing?
0: Well, if you already have a grill, it's a wonderful time to clean them while it's not blazing ass hot outside. Mm -hmm. Just load it up, go to the car wash if you want. If you have a nice pressure washer, just, you know, hook it up, do it at home, get your cover back on and just wait for great weather. Um, what I've been doing is rounding up all my grilling tools that tend to go everywhere. I can't seem to find my charcoal rake from the last 15 years that I've had. So either it blew off into the trash can when we had some wind a few weeks ago, or somebody just decided to take that one thing that I own.
1: Okay, well, that would suck. Um, yes. Now, the other thing that I know you've been doing over the winter time is... You get, you find, and you collect various rubs and sauces that you're looking for. Oh yes,
0: those damn things multiply quickly. Uh huh. I'm telling you, I just got a new rack for all my uh, rubs and spices and whatnot. Mm hmm. And I think we it comes with like ten shelves. I'll have to send you a picture because it's pretty freaking amazing, dude. Yeah. Um. What I did. Is I command stripped the rails to the side of the refrigerator and yeah. then put the shelves on. So when I open the door, they're all right there.
1: Oh, that's kind of cool. Just
0: right there, ready to go, ready to season her up.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm having a slight wrapper tear issue here. Nothing on the cigar. That was not good. That was on me. Um, the 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 split is on me. I think I, I think I may have dinged this in the, in the house before I came out here into the it, Nick. ice tent of love. And yeah, I'm, I don't know. And it's one. Of, I'll tell you, man. The the with the weather being what it is, uh, humid keeping the humidification going proper has been a little bit of a bear. Um, oh, I know. You know. It really has. Yeah.
0: You got to hit the sweet spot of the smoke speed mm-hmm. or else you build up too much moisture and it goes out or not enough and it goes out.
1: Yeah. Or it like, you know, gets too hot and then it starts cracking, you know? Yeah. Yep. I had
0: one do that the other week. It just like fell apart.
1: Yeah. it sucks. Smoking in the wintertime generally sucks.
0: It is bullshit.
1: <laughs> this is why I keep saying. I don't know. I mean, I know why I live somewhere where there's winter, but like my end goal is to not live somewhere where there's winter. And then also, if I were homeless for the life of me, I don't know why I would live somewhere that had four seasons. (laughs) You know,
0: excuse me. Yeah. Why would you like? I mean, you can start walking and eventually get to the ocean.
1: What I'm saying, it's what I'm saying. I understand that that's a lot of work. And I also understand that there's probably. A hefty amount of mental illness in the homeless community that, you know, might prevent some of that logic to come into the brain. But like, yes, exactly. Just start walking somewhere warm. If you can get a ride, get a ride. If you can do a little bit of odd work in order to get enough money for a Greyhound ticket, do that. But by God, get your butt somewhere warm. Mine, I say the Keys. I figure, you know what? I could live down in the Keys. I could, you know, sleep on the beach Potentially. I don't know. Heck yeah, There's There's probably laws against that. I'm sure Florida's probably, like, kicking those guys to the curb. But you can find somewhere to sleep in the Keys. You could do some odd jobs at the, the, you know, at the bars and restaurants down there. You know, bussing tables, washing dishes, taking garbage out, things of that nature. Hell, maybe you can get yourself a small little one-room place, you know. Then you won't be homeless anymore. But then, then... The government takes you out when the hurricanes are coming, you know? So it's like you're set all the way around, and you're living in the Keys, you know? It's a simple life. Heck yeah, man. I need money for food and cigars. Yep.
0: And if you, like, learn about it, you can just start growing your own tobacco down there in your little spot in the woods, Mm -hmm. and just start rolling your own.
1: Hell, if I like seafood... I could be fishing, and I could be living off of what's in the ocean, for God's sakes.
0: Yep, you're going to have to learn to like it.
1: Uh, I guess. Anyway. Um, So speaking of the rubs and the sauces and things of that nature, going back to the actual topic at hand. um, Topic? Yeah, I know, right? I know. (laughs) Um, You know, in terms of stuff that you've encountered over this, this winter season... What do you what What are you impressed by? What What's caught your eye? What are you looking forward to using on various things, and what would those things be?
0: Well, I have started a quest what? to make my yes to make my signature ribs. Like, I'm a very experimental cook.
1: Mm-hmm. I like
0: to try a lot of different things. So this year,
1: I've heard that you're experimental. my goal. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Travis was telling my... me about it. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Ew>, gross. <laughs> Oh. I told Travis that I had sex in his new camper before oh, he did. Sh- I think he believed me for a couple minutes. <laughs> He's probably like, how did that son of a bitch sneak in here?
1: <laughs> he, didn't tell with any- who- he didn't tell him with who, did you? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, I left
0: him guessing there. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really matter. Could have been... Probably would have been myself, to he's, be honest with you. He's
1: calling up Scott, like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Scott,
0: did you give him the fucking key?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. All right. So, no. You didn't have sex with so, this yeah. camper, did you? No. Oh, okay. No. That would, that been Not funny. that I remember. That would have been funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, That would have been funny. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, I'll have to make sure year... I come
1: down there at one point and, you know. <laughs> mark my territory if you know what i mean that's right
0: take the tour
1: and take the tour of the, yeah. the uh, i'm sure it's a long tour oh, anyway. oh yes oh yes okay anyway but, right.
0: but no anyway yeah the quest for this year is to to find my signature ribs okay like i have some different seasonings i've been messing with and uh you know i have ones that i've liked forever and new ones that i really like a lot Okay. So uh, the the one I'll start with my base that I think I'm gonna go with is the Weber. What is which one is it? The Weber Brown Sugar Rub. That's that's just what it's called. It's very simple. Okay. And you can buy it at Walmart. You can buy it anywhere. It's awesome. So that's gonna be my base layer, I think. And then and now I'm trying to find like a
1: sweetness. I would assume.
0: Yeah, it's got a little bit of different flavors other than brown sugar. Like it's got some onion and garlic and, you know, some savoriness, but it's, it is sweet. So Mm. it's a nice balance. It's good just by itself, but I want to build some layers on top of that. So I've been trying to find the spicy kick. that's going to go on last. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start with the sweet, go with the savory on top of that. And then a, a splash of kick.
1: Okay.
0: To wake up your palate. Okay. So that's my plan anyway. Been experimenting with some different chicken rubs because, uh, you know, there's some out there that could go on absolutely anything. Yeah. And
1: well, Chicken and pork, past... we've talked about it. Chicken and pork are fairly yeah. similar-ish. I mean, yep. pork's yeah, the other kind of so, you way know I mean? Yeah. That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know this past weekend I, I used the Weber... Uh, Brown sugar, and then put some Heath Riles chicken rub on top of that. And then there's a, my friend gave me a bottle of the stuff called Aw shit. Aw shit. And yes, from Big Cock Ranch.
1: I'm sorry, from what?
0: From Big Cock Ranch. Yep. So, so somebody, somebody their whole gimmick—somebody
1: stole my barbecue name. <laughs> yeah. There goes my
0: LLC. Damn, damn it!
1: it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get on the phone with my lawyer.
0: <laughs> so their uh, whole gimmick is all their rubs have shit in the title, like good shit. I need a sign like shit, that to put above my shit.
1: my front door. Big Cock like,
0: Ranch. What's it going to say? Oh. Yeah. I were, oh, shit. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking like, a, just to put a sign above my front door at the home, you know, just welcome to Big Cock Ranch. Anyway, sorry. So, okay. So, all their, things are, all their things are shit?
0: Yes. And when you mean their the, store. Meaning they, the name? The name, yep. Okay. So, yeah, I have another one called Badass Shit. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <laughs> the okay. bag that they come in says Bag of Shit. So,
1: nice, nice.
0: It's pretty great. So
1: they're really leaning into the shit angle.
0: They are. They're going so all in, and is, they're.
1: So you've tried. I know. I know. I know because I listen to your show. I know you've tried the aw shit. Is it shit? Yep.
0: No, that's very good.
1: Is it shit it or is, is it, very it good. the shit?
0: I wouldn't go as far as to say it's the shit. Okay. Okay. But it's good shit.
1: Good shit. Okay.
0: Yep. Yep. The the aw shit is what I used, in that shit was hot like <laughs> we experimented on our show this past week and i thought scott's eyeballs were gonna fall out mm-hmm. of his head nice because he doesn't do spicy
1: okay and
0: he, he was like panicking it was so hot
1: interesting but i
0: really liked it
1: what it did, did did it have ingredients or something to, that you could look at and determine what component it was that like gave it that heat yeah
0: Yes, there was like three different kinds of chili peppers in there, so ah. it, it was straight up, straight up hot.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So the ribs I cooked over the weekend, I did the same thing, but just a dusting of the aw shit. and they were pretty good. Okay, uh, I gave those to my buddy to try, and he really, really liked them. So I think I'm onto something there.
1: So but what you're you yet You need to be sparing with the shit.
0: Yes, don't go overboard on the shit.
1: Don't take a big shit. Do no, a little, not a big shit. Do a little shit.
0: A little shit on there. Just put a little shit just on there. Just put a little shit on there. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Interesting. Any other rubs that have, like, you know, really blown you away this, this winter? Maybe they oh, yes. won't make your rib rib recipe, but, you know, just ones that people ought to be aware of.
0: Yep. My favorite rub, Absolute, right now. Is uh, called Jolly Roger by Luton Booty Barbecue. It is freaking awesome. It's one of the uh, so
1: we have the, the all gimmicky shit and we have the Luton Booty.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're a bunch of perverts in the barbecue. I've world.
1: noticed. I was gonna say, like, I've I've gone to a couple of your competitions. I've seen the other team names. I've seen products oh, yeah. and things of that nature. The barbecue industry is pretty perverted.
0: Oh yeah. That's why we fit right in.
1: There you go. Okay. So yeah. Okay. You
0: know. But yeah, it's a jalapeno garlic rub. Oh. And it is freaking good, man. Yeah. Like it it reminds me of when you buy like spicy beef jerky. Okay. Something that they would use on that. So I, I love that. So okay. it's no brainer that's gonna be great on anything. But we tried that on a rack of ribs and it was it was pretty dynamite, like I wouldn't use that at a competition or anything, but I would I would make that for myself. Okay. For sure. And then the other one that I've really been liking is hardcore carnivore chili lime.
1: Okay. It's really good. Now you anything guys that from, on one of the ribs in that show this week as we well. We did.
0: Yep, we picked our three favorite ones that we've been using lately and put them all on ribs and went to the races. Okay. And they were all pretty damn good.
1: But now, so this one's a chili lime flavor.
0: Yes, it's a chili lime. So it's going to be great on tacos.
1: I was going to say, that feels like it's going to be something good on like a Mexican thing, like a taco. Like throw that on some chicken and make like a nice like chicken fajita kind of thing with it going on.
0: Yeah, we've been using, we actually went through a whole bottle at home making taco meat the last couple months. Okay. It's a, it's a legit winner there. Okay. So what I'm looking for is some sort of peach element. Cause I love peaches. Mm-hmm. Peaches go great with pork. So I'm going to try to find some sort of peach, something to put in that mix. I just don't know what yet. Last year I made like a peach glaze. Out of all different sort of peach products, yeah, but that shit was like forty bucks to make a little tiny pickle jar that's, that's so true. that that's you not need, gonna work you
1: need something that's more affordable than that um I don't know I don't know um, I'll find something I was gonna say, I know um, I don't know what kind of products you would use for that, but like i i I'm just thinking off the top of my head, and you could tell me like that sounds fucking stupid. what are you thinking but uh. <laughs> Eckert, oh, Eckert's up here. They sell a peach applesauce.
0: That's a pretty good idea. And
1: so, like, actually, could you like theoretically take like a peach applesauce and like throw in some additional spices or whatever you want to do, and kind of dredge stuff in that before you cooked on it?
0: Well, I don't know if that would be definitely... something that would
1: stick. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. Well, what well,
0: with that, cook. you could, yeah, you could <laughs> definitely make a sauce out of that. Mm-hmm. So that's an idea, you know. You can boil that down and throw a little, uh, you know, some kind of hot pepper in there to zazz it up a bit. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Speaking of apple hot, and peach,
1: hot peppers. One of a uh, one of the regular listeners of the show, Paul. He watches on uh, he watches on YouTube. He's been on the show two uh, two or three times now. I can't remember. I think it's at least twice. Um, he uh he's brought up to me before that he would like to do something on the show. And uh, I looked into it and I found the kit that I would need to do it. But I'm, I'm, I, it's one of those things that I look at it and I'm like, I know it's going to go bad for me, um, but I'm sure entertainment wise for everybody else, it'll be really, really funny. So Paul, if you're listening, I can't wait. If you're listening, Paul, I did look into it and I think it's, it's feasible. I can afford it. Um so you give me the word, I'll order it and uh we'll figure out what we can do this. But uh uh let me tell you, uh I'm being super vague. I'm being all all vague book right now, but like, no, this is uh it's one of those things where like yeah when I do it everybody's gonna just it's gonna be funny because it's gonna result in a lot of pain for me. But that's okay. It's what I do for the listeners, you know? So Yep. Anyway, um, well, interesting. Um, any sauces? I have a question. Yes.
0: Have they ever infused a cigar with a hot pepper? Anything?
1: You know, I don't know. Because, um, I mean, you know, a lot of the tobaccos give kind of some spice. Typically, Nicaraguan yeah. <clears throat> tobacco has like a spice to it, um, which this, this, this does. Um, some, not a ton, but some but uh i i would i don't know if anybody's actually infused like hot pepper to it you know to make it uncomfortable uh there's one cigar i know that's out there i'm trying to think if we've smoked it on the show i may we may have at one point or another i don't remember but there's a cigar out there called the punisher and Ah, way back when i started smoking cigars um i was sitting around the fire pit at top shooters and i was talking to a cop who smoked cigars and he was smoking there and he was telling me that uh he had gotten some and he would always like to he was one of the guys that was on like the 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 raid team that like when they were about to kick in the door at like some drug house or some bullshit like that he'd be the one that was like frontline, like, you know, two guys with the battering ram, and he's, like, one of the first ones through the door with the gun telling everybody to freeze and all that. He said that he always liked to have a cigar going in his mouth when he did that, just because, whatever.
0: Looked like a badass. Right?
1: Exactly. So he's telling me this, and he's telling me about the Punisher, and he said, you know, I had the cigar. It was freaking awesome, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but he's like, I had ordered them, and I hadn't, you know, had one yet. He said we're getting ready to bust in this door, and I light this guy up, and I take a few puffs on it. And he said, and my eyes started watering, and I'm like, what the fuck? So he's like, I, I, you know, he's like, I was convinced one of my guys pepper sprayed the end of it to fuck with me. He's like, it was like that, and I'm like, oh my god. And he goes, yeah. He goes, turns out no, these cigars just really are that strong. But he was, like, asking his guys, like, who fucked with my cigars? Who pepper sprayed the end of my cigar and all this kind of shit and everything. But supposedly it just is. I, I'm trying to remember if I've had one. I think maybe we might have done one on the show. I think maybe it might have been in a previous uh, My Monthly Cigars box. But uh, I can't can't recall. I've kind of lost track, you know? So.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you have smoked a couple cigars on the show. Mm-hmm. Just a few. Just
1: a few. I've started to get into the point that when I, you know, do the titles for for everything, I put the cigar that I smoke in parentheses, just so that it's not just to help with the algorithms and the searches and all that. It's also for me to remember what I smoked yep. that episode. So, um, anyway. So yeah, that would be the only one that I could think of off the top of my head. I don't know. Maybe, may there might be cigars out there that are infused with like chili pepper or hot pepper or something like that that I'm not aware of, but possible
0: there's some really good flavors you can get out of chili peppers without them being overly spicy yeah they would probably complement a cigar flavor very well
1: Hmm. well Um,
0: like an ancho chili they're kind of fruity
1: well for those companies out there that are looking for a different flavor base for their cigars although i know the whole concept of flavored tobacco is like you know scaring the shit out of everybody right now but you know if you're looking to infuse your cigars with maybe some uh, additional flavor, you might consider like a chili base or chili pepper base or something. Not chili.
0: There you go. You're welcome.
1: Yep. You can have that one for free. So, before we get in. I didn't in... say that. Oh. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. <All laughs> right. have to at
0: least name it after me.
1: <laughs> it's the Clark. <laughs> That's right. And send me a box. <laughs> the lights aren't twinkling, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I know. <laughs> So before we get into the the rest of every other business of the show, I wanted to touch base on something else. So the Smoking and Butts and Tappan Ash podcast this week just celebrated its 1 year anniversary. Which by the way, Woohoo. huge congratulations to you. That that's a big accomplishment. Thanks, buddy. I mean, you know. No, it's true. Most podcasts don't last over 13 episodes. And yep. people
0: uh, don't realize how difficult it is to Get three guys scheduled to to mesh. Mm-hmm. It's next to impossible, honestly.
1: And the thing is, and, uh... before you do, before you commit to doing this podcast, you guys don't even think about it. You get together and you pal around and you smoke and you you have your you know your barbecue and and whatever else. And and it's no big deal to try and get together. You're doing it all the time. But it seems like once you add in that one little element of Just a little bit of work you have to do. Suddenly, oh my God, it's a fucking nightmare trying to get everybody on the same page. Oh, I know. Yeah.
0: It really is. It's, you know, some weeks are better than others, but, you know, like through the winter has been kind of difficult because we really only have one place to smoke and it's like 40 minutes away from me. Yeah. 30 minutes away from Travis and, you know. But and Scott has to do all the cooking because it's at his house. Yeah, so kind of unfair, but we're going to make it through, and hopefully this weather sticks soon.
1: Yeah. So in that year, kind of what have been, what have been some of the highlights?
0: Oh, every week is a highlight, Nick. (laughs) Every that, single week, uh,
1: that's, there's so much dripping sarcasm in that comment. But like, <laughs> no, 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 like, there really, is. But there's gotta have been no, some fun stuff been, that's come out of that.
0: Uh, it really has been a lot of fun. Like even the rough weeks, once we get together, we have a good time. You know, it's the it's always the build up to something that's people dread. You know, mm. and once you get there, it's all good every time. So that's kind of been the thing. Just and who really wants to to commit to something like that every single week? People that are insane. Yep. Especially people that commit to it two times a week. Nick. Yeah,
1: I know. I don't know who the fuck. There's would something do that. wrong in our some, heads. Some dumb mother. Yeah, let's say. I I don't know why anybody would commit to doing this twice a week. <laughs> um, but unless, no, it un- is. It's... Unless they trap themselves and then suddenly they feel like they can't stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um... So, uh, but no, man, um, we had a goal in the beginning. We all said, you know, let's do 30 episodes because you told us the average was 13. We'll at least double that to show people we give a shit. And it's kind of just kept going. So we're at fifty-four this week.
1: That's awesome.
0: And uh, yeah, man, it's we have plans for the future. And Scott's had a rough way to go. So it's I was gonna kinda... say
1: you've had a very interesting and rough year between, you know, um, Travis and and uh, I'll just say I'll the way I'll put it is his his unstable living environment for the last year <laughs> yes of his own doing i don't want to i don't want to yes. imply that he's got yeah, any yeah. sort of marital issues or any sort of personal stuff it's oh, no, basically no, no, no. just you know he's he's playing the real estate market and that's good for him uh, but yep. uh you know and then obviously uh it's no secret scott with his cancer coming back and and having to deal with with that and the chemo and the surgery and but now now real quick an update on scott
0: He is officially cancer-free for the next three months. Hey, so they they will check him every three months, to my understanding. Okay, you know that way if it does come back, they catch it early, get it out of there.
1: That's awesome. Good to go. That's fantastic. That's great news to hear. Um, And then, Yeah. uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, look, it's been a as somebody who who listens to your show, it's been a fun year of uh of the show and i look forward to more of not being able to hear scott because he's got the microphone too far from his mouth travis not being <laughs> able to pronounce his m's and you emphasizing fucking good coffee so much because i gave you a little constructive criticism yeah the time. I,
0: that's your fault you so, said fucking. there you go.
1: it's not fucking it's fucking You know, so I fixed it. You did. You you and you heavily (laughs) emphasize it to where like nobody's gonna get confused from here on out. Yeah.
0: Nope. I will give credit to Travis.
1: He is getting better with his M's.
0: He really is. You know,
1: still kind of struggles with his R's a little bit, like that R kind (laughs) of like thing. But you know, (laughs) look, I mean, kids go to speech therapy for that all the time. I'm sure he could probably get into some program to help with that if he wanted to. So I will give him a shout
0: out this (laughs) week. I was very proud of him. He showed up with his, would you rather wrote down on a piece of paper instead of trying to find it on his phone when the segment starts. My God. So
1: see, I know it's like we're getting our shit together. Right. Show prep. I love
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. I actually started keeping a log of the different things we cook with different rubs and what we scored See, it at. So, I, uh,
1: that's great. I've been saying for the last year, you guys need to have a public, like, you know, uh, spreadsheet or something like that where you list off what it is and your scores so that the people can go and say, like, oh, what did they give this? What did they give that? You know, yep.
0: I actually had a great idea. I believe it's a great idea. I mean, there's a lot of data um,
1: entry that would have to go in and build that at this point since you've got 54 <laughs> episodes, but nonetheless, you know, it could be done.
0: You know, because of all the bullshit we dealt with, we only cooked on like 30 of those episodes. There you go. So, yeah. But we're starting this year fresh. Okay. So, uh, we found out our, our local people that sponsor the, the rub down on our show. Louis Which, Louise? Barbecue Company, yep. They they do mail order if you request it. My God. Um, they will. I know. And I don't recommend calling them to order a rub. You know, I, I well, recommend yeah, that's ordering, gonna be like, one of those five at a time.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like your when shipping's call... going to
0: be the same.
1: Precisely. Either way. It's like when you call Riverman so... for a cigar order, you know? It's like, yeah. who calls and orders, like, one cigar? You're going to order, like, at most, a, or minimum, a handful to make it worth your yeah. while. Yeah.
0: Yeah, at least six in a bag. It's yeah, fun. exactly. <clears throat> so my idea for the end of this coming year is have, like, an all-star basket, like, our top five rubs. Oh. Huh? Uh, and people can call the store order those up could be the SBTA All-Star 5 or some shit like that I don't know
1: I still say you guys are missing the boat your code should be butts <laughs> offer it code, be a, a offer, butt code sack. offer code butts yeah it's the butt basket oh, i want to get the i want to get the butt basket, we the go. Butt basket
0: you know <laughs> you know what that's a pretty good one there right
1: i'm telling you I, I, emphasis i
0: might use that actually
1: sex sells my friend go with the butts you know
0: that's right
1: yes go with the butts
0: yeah as far as the last year in the podcast though the thing that has amazed me the most is the people that listen from across the world Mm -hmm. you know it's it's very crazy um i did get deflated on that a little bit this past week and found out That one of the countries that listens to us that has one listener Uh is actually a local guy that uses a VPN. So, oh shit, (laughs) I never even thought of that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and pretend that that in Malta. Oh, so whoever's in Malta, I'm still imagining you there on the beach, you know, in the beautiful. I was going to say you
1: even posted in the uh, the smoking butts group about the guy in Malta that was a VPN, huh? Yep. Fuck. Well...
0: But we're not going to mention that ever again.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: So our, we're big in Malta.
1: It's good, you know? I'm big yep. in Sweden.
0: <laughs> Are you?
1: Yeah, I got Bjorn over yeah. there in Sweden pumping me yeah, up. hell yeah. He, he's my cheerleader over there in Sweden. At
0: that's some awesome, point, I'm going to have to
1: get up in the ass crack at dawn so that I could have Bjorn on the show again. It's been a while since uh, I had it's him on the show. It's been a long while. <laughs> it has been a long while. and The thing is, it's like, you know, I mean... Our our time zones are significantly different, significantly different. Yep. We'll have to figure out the international calling situation again. I don't remember how we did that last time, but although I guess with the power of Zoom, we could probably do that fairly easily now.
0: Absolutely.
1: My God, we could have video with Bjorn. That'd be nice. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's listening right now. So, you know, Bjorn, let's make this happen, buddy.
0: Heck yeah, man. I can't wait to see your face. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've actually made a couple friends in Australia that listen. Yeah. That uh, have gotten artwork from me. That you know, it's kind of grown from there. But that's cool that's pretty exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's just wild. Have them. It ca- blows my mind.
1: Have them catch and box up and send you a coca those little, little, <laughs> those little marsupial things that you you see oh, yeah. them all the time on fucking Instagram. They're 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 a little smiling little. They're always they're always so yeah, happy awesome. looking and everything. The only thing about them is like when a predator is attacking, one of their defense mechanisms is to throw their babies at the predator while they run away. <laughs> so I don't think they're great parents uh, per se, but uh, but they're happy. No, they're, they're not like, role yeah. models. No, no, no. But uh, dude,
0: have you ever seen a red kangaroo?
1: A red We talked about this on the show.
0: I don't know. Look that shit up right now. To the Googles. Because you you have to see this to appreciate it. And I learned about it because uh, one of the actors I follow is in a shitty movie called Red. It turns out it's about a a killer kangaroo, like a zombie kangaroo.
1: These things are the big, massive ones. They're, yeah, like they're like seven feet tall, super muscular, like the ones that are going to just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: look like the dude at the gym that grunts all the time.
1: Yeah. Here
0: they got. You can see like their veins running through their arms like that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yep. That's I found insane. a video of one that had a guy's dog and it was trying to drown it.
1: Yeah. I've seen that. And the guy goes out and beats the hell out of a kangaroo to let the dog loose. And, everything. <laughs> well, and then he runs away. He, he
0: grabs the dog you know, and then the kangaroo smacks the shit out of him. So it's pretty entertaining.
1: I saw something online. There's a bar down there that gets infested with kangaroos. And so it's like a kangaroo bar. Like they're just chilling in the inside on the porch and all this shit and everything. And like the lady there always has to shoo them out of the bar, but they're always hanging out and everything. And so it's like like this kangaroo bar. I'm like, I would go and drink there.
0: Now I want to go. I always wanted to go to Australia. Anyway, oh you know, no, dude. I, super deadly place to go. I was
1: gonna say, like, I would and I wouldn't because, like, everything in Australia wants to kill you. Like yep. everything, everything is like amped up more deadly. Which makes sense, because it was a penal colony to start with. I mean, that's where the British sent their prisoners, you know? So, I mean, I guess it makes sense that that would be kind of how it started. And, you know, it's a deadly place. And God bless those Australians for taking it and you know, wrapping their hands around the throat and making it their own. But, uh, yeah, everything there wants to fucking kill you. And then you got the hordes. Oh, yeah. Then you get the hordes of like Mad Max people out in the desert that are like, you know, driving around playing electric guitar on flaming cars and shit like that. I mean, like <laughs> it's crazy yep. down there in the in the down under.
0: I, I might have a unhealthy obsession with Australia, honestly,
1: because
0: <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, like, uh, this This guy actually contacted me through my page a few years ago. He was starting a reseller page, and uh, we kind of chatted back and forth. Now I watch his channel all the time. I watch like two or three like fishing and camping adventure channels from Uh Australia and all kinds of crazy shit. So that's like probably half of my entertainment that I take in is Australian YouTube videos. Okay.
1: I mean I'll say this wild. I'll say this in the most you know matter-of-fact kind of way to not get myself in any trouble but uh uh some of the ladies down in Australia are very fine looking and uh the the Australian accent can be quite attractive up there in my oh, opinion yes. with like the British English accent you know and everything so like yeah mm-hmm. it, it's not bad it's not bad at all
0: No uh yeah I, I i I recommend watching some of the videos that I watch Nick it's uh back to basics <laughs> okay. and uh you know it's not the reason why I watch it but, but the 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 nice lady on there is barely clothed all the time, and you know you know it it just well, you know adds what? a little something to now, it
1: now that we're talking about that, let's talk about this. It's time for the Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by... Villiger! Villiger Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated. Head over to VillagerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. And speaking of Illigar Cigars, I am getting danger close to the final third of my 1888 Nicaragua. Very, very good smoke. Uh, Again, I did have a little bit of wrapper issue. That's on me, not on the cigar. I think I banged it against something. Um, But, uh, you know, all in all, it's smoking really well. And I'm digging it. I'm enjoying it. So.
0: Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you've
1: had the 1888 Nicaragua. You've had the Robusto. Yes. I had those at Pulpit Fest.
0: Yes. I actually still have two left that I'm saving. My god. And uh well I wanna give my brother one because he tried the uh the crim. Oh yeah. And he's been smoking cigars a lot longer than I have. But like he's not as into it as as I am at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I gave him that one and he's a very critical person, you know. Okay. He if he doesn't like it, he will tell you instantly and tell you to fuck <laughs> right off. Oh my god. So he actually messaged me, yeah. He actually messaged me and said that is the best cigar he's ever had in his whole life. Hmm. So I want to I wanna get him to try the other two. Well,
1: I know where you can get more. I
0: believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Heck very, yeah, man.
1: Very cool. I like hearing that. So since we were talking about shows that we're watching and everything, I figured that we'd just go ahead and pivot right into the, uh, the entertainment report. Might as
0: well. Here. This is my favorite segment on the whole show.
1: Oh, well, there you go. I actually have yep. some stuff for it this time, too. Um,
0: you're not allowed to say story bots.
1: I haven't watched well, this past weekend. I did, but I think I talked about that when I was on with Jonas on Tuesday. So I haven't, I haven't watched any since, since then. So, um, however, um, I listened, I finished up a podcast this week called the interruption. And it's all about. Uh, An interruption of a news broadcast that took place in 1977 in South England, um, where this mysterious voice of Verlon of the Ashtar Galactic Empire or whatever broke into a news broadcast. And so you could see the newscaster on the screen, but you're hearing this like pirate frequency coming in and talking about how... You know, the 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 Ashtar galactic, whatever, are concerned about humans and they need to put down their weapons of destruction and they need to embrace peace before the age of Aquarius and all this and everything. And it, it was six minutes long because evidently somebody was not monitoring this broadcast frequency and it was whatever. And so, like, it, it, and, but nobody ever knew who did it. And so the point is somebody of this else podcast, was
0: talking about this the other day.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. It's a good podcast. And so I listened to it. And by God, I'm going to give the show credit. I didn't think they'd pull it off. They figured out who did it.
0: Did they really? Don't tell me.
1: I will not tell you because, I mean, you're it, it won't mean anything to you, you know. But, like, as you're listening, you know, you, it, it's one of those things. But, like, I'm going to give them credit because I kind of, when I started this and I figured and I heard, like, what the pitch was for the show, I was like, They're never going to figure this out. Like, this thing hasn't been resolved since 1977. It's like a 45-year-old mystery. Like, who in the hell is going to be able to figure out, you know, who did this? You know, that kind of thing. Freaking this kid that wasn't even alive figured this out. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like this kid wasn't even alive, and he figured it out. And so, no, by the end of this thing, you know who did the interruption.
0: How did the kid figure it out if he's dead?
1: Uh, wait what? no, you the said kid, he wasn't alive. the kid wasn't alive at the time that the interruption happened. I know I know I know what um you meant. anyway, though, um, no, it was really nice i I want somebody to do a really in depth thing on the the max headroom interruption in Chicago in the eighties. That's the one that really fascinates me, <laughs> and that's the one that truthfully actually I don't know why it freaks me out, but it totally freaks me out. Like, there's something about that one that just feels kind of, like, evil and creepy, you know? Yep. But but that one freaks me out. But nobody ever knows who did that one either. Who knows? I don't know.
0: bunch of freaks.
1: Mm-hmm. The aliens. Well, but re- what's interesting about this is in this uh, podcast, you learn a little bit more, a little bit more, about, uh, like, the pirate radio scene over in the U.K., back in the like mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. And um, that whole scene kind of fascinates me too, you know, that, that you had in in the UK, you had, like, you had like five channels. Like that was it. And so like music diversity was not there. Like you weren't getting, you know, soul or, or, um, um, you know, rock and things like that. You weren't getting, it was very, very controlled, like what music was going out. And then but you had these boats that are like floating out along the, the, the shoreline, you know, and everything. and they're broadcasting pirate radio frequencies from these boats. And then eventually, like there were laws that came along that really cracked down on that. So then you had all these guys that moved inland and they were doing pirate radio broadcasts. And, dude, some of these broadcasts, like the quality of them was like super good because you had these, you know, I'm, I'm using this in the most most. Uh, loving way, but you had these nerds that had their, their they, they they technology nerds that came along and they really increased the technology, they had high production values to their shows and everything and they were badass and so I, I just find it fascinating there was a movie, I think uh, was Jack Black in it? I think it was even called Pirate Radio and uh, it was a good movie, I remember liking that one hang on, while you uh Maybe we go. I'll look that up. Anyway, that up. anyway, the interruption, super, super good podcast.
0: Awesome, man. Um, I've been watching a couple different things. We finished up the Percy Jackson series on Disney plus. Okay. Uh, I have to force my youngest to watch actual shows. Otherwise he just watches YouTube people screaming at the screen. Yeah. So, uh, I, I made him sit down and watch that, and we all got addicted to that show. It was very good. I really liked that a lot. It's much better than the movies, even. Um, that was very good. I strongly recommend that. I also watched the first episode of Tracker after the Super Bowl. Okay. I stayed up way too late because, you know, I have a man crush on Justin Hartley since ever since he was on Smallville as Green Arrow. You know, so I have to watch everything he's in, except that sad ass show that he was on forever that I can't remember the name of. But, uh, you know, everybody loved that show. I don't know. But that was pretty good. I, I, I really, I really like mindless, like fun shows. Yeah. That have like a light story, but a continuing story. So,
1: okay.
0: That hit like all those points. Like there's. You know, some underlying story going on, but not too much. You know, it's a dude. He's like a he's a mercenary that like not an evil mercenary or whatever, yeah. but he's for hire to find people who are missing. OK, so people hire him to do that and so on. And he has family issues, of course, just like in all the shows. And uh, he's just a really good actor on top of all that. He's a very handsome fellow.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, no. the movie, by the way, is called Pirate Radio, and I was wrong. It's not um, Jack Black. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and uh, Nick Frost, Kenneth Branagh. I mean, there's a handful of decent, uh, of good people in this movie. But uh, for those of you looking for the cover of said, it's it's Pirate Radio, and it came out looks like 2009. But I'm also seeing that I'm. It may also have been called, uh, or, or maybe it like initially started as a movie called The Boat That Rocked, but, uh,
0: that but title I, sucks.
1: I, yeah. But, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's pirate radio is, is the, uh, is the, uh, the film. So anyway, for, for what it's worth, look that up.
0: So You know, what movie I really like that is that subject matter. What's that it's pump up the volume. Okay. With Christian Slater. Yeah. I uh, found that when I was a, a small kid, and I definitely should not have been watching that.
1: But
0: <laughs> it was just freaking awesome, very rebellious. He had a little like wind up penis that did flips. Oh my god! It was great.
1: Well, then there was uh, there was Airheads, right? Oh yeah, that was a great one. You know where uh, was it? Was that Brendan Fraser? Who's in that?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: I think I think um, yeah. the three guys Adam that broke Sandler. into the radio station and.
0: Uh, Steve Buscemi?
1: Yes, I think that... Man, look at you! It's like I'm an a, I'm
0: a entertainment guy, man. That's why I like, like this segment.
1: Um, Airheads movie. 1994. Yep, Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi. And, uh, they're aspiring rock In your musicians. your And they're determined to have their demo tape played on the air, so they sneak into a Los Angeles radio station. And, uh... They they threaten him with realistic looking water pistols. It becomes a, a highly escalated situation. But it, it you know that was a decent movie too. Um, oh yeah. And then of course there's Empire Records, which made it everybody want to work at a record store.
0: I know I've seen that, but I just don't oh, remember dude. it. I need to revisit that.
1: That's a quality movie right there.
0: I like yeah, we're that. going back with my with my oldest kid and watching like more classic
1: yeah i think the last mainstream movies really last time we talked maybe you were watching road trip you were saying that that was probably not appropriate for your child
0: like it's probably (laughs) fine because i mean i turned out okay i like to think anyway but like being being this old you know like me watching it personally i was like i don't feel comfortable watching this anymore like just me well see that's just
1: it's always so uncomfortable I hate it when you get that little piece in your Boob. mouth. Yeah. 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 Um, when you're watching a movie with your parents and like the sex scene comes on, it's always like awkward, awkward, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, Oh, boobs. Oh, I don't like those. Wait. Yes, I do. No way. I shouldn't. <laughs> Wait. Uh, whatever. Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, I must look away, but I can't.
1: Yeah, I do dad, but no, uh, I don't want to watch them with you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so this week's, Movie, yeah, coming back was uh, Grandma's Boy, which is a fan freaking tastic movie. Still, it's like just right, it's like a bunch of you know off color stuff, but it is just it's just great, it's the right amount of pervertedness. So, uh, do you remember that one?
1: I'm looking it up right now. When he and his roommate okay, looking can't pay rent, video game creator Alex finds himself homeless, and moves in with Lily, his wacky grandma. Lily and her elderly (laughs) pals like to hang out in front of the television all day, but their constant presence puts a damper on Alex's social life and pot smoking. Alex wants to court co-worker (laughs) Samantha, but he's preoccupied by a rivalry with another game designer, so the would-be relationship is in limbo. No, I do not remember this.
0: Holy shit, dude. You have to watch this immediately because you're gonna love it. Came
1: out in two thousand. Um the the
0: grandma. Yeah, the grandma is the mom on Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. It's it's great. And then uh I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head, but he's a big time comedian now. He was just in Saint Louis a few months ago. Um huh. I'm gonna look that up while we're thinking about oh, it. Be but no, uh, I, it's I, like all the all the guys from the Sandler movies are in it, except Adam Sandler.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, no, that is not familiar. It's, it's to me. so good, and it's uh, got the
0: it's got the girl from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Okay, and she's been in a couple of those movies. She was recently in the show with Christina Applegate. Uh, man, I can't remember her name. But dude, it's it's so funny. I, I highly recommend it. You're gonna love that. Yeah, I think it's on Hulu.
1: Okay. I was gonna do a retro hail, and then I said okay, and I just lost all my smoke. But, um, interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, I've been Nick wa- Swartzen. I haven't. Okay, I, I don't recognize that name, but that's all right. I may recognize the face. I yes. um. Yeah, he's Ray. been
0: in. I don't Lots anything. of funny movies. Okay, he has the, he, I, I guess he's probably like in his late twenties in this movie, yeah, mid twenties maybe. He still lives at home. Nick Swartzen's character. Nice. He has a race car bed.
1: <laughs> you know, as a single guy, I've been tempted to get a race car bed, but they're typically built for one, and uh, you know that's just that's problematic. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're child um, size. That's yep. what they need. They need to make king-size adult race car beds.
0: I totally agree. They may. They look like the Batmobile.
1: Holy shit. Yes. I know. I just blew your mind. I need that in my life. Um, or
0: or like the A-Team van. Or, or like that
1: would be more you like you could have a kit. It'd be more like bunk beds, you know, where it's like stacked high. That way you can have the yeah. Main. That'd yeah. be the
0: shit, man. Oh We're gosh. onto something.
1: Yes, I like this. Yeah, okay. you
0: could have a Trans Am like kit. Have the light in front.
1: Yes. <laughs> That'd be that'd be weird in the dark, though. It's like you just have this light just tracing back and forth in the dark. <laughs>
0: It'd be really freaky I when I started talking to you.
1: Yeah, no shit. You. You're like
0: almost, Nicholas, it's time for bed. You're
1: like almost on the edge of sleep, you know, that kind of like twilight sleep. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, would you like to fire the missiles now? <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, I don't know. And it's got to be voiced by the Mr. Belvedere, dude. yes you know you gotta get there you go um uh i've been continuing watching the americans um i really i i'm i'm now in the third season i've watched two seasons i didn't realize there were six seasons of this show so like uh i'm i'm a little curious as to how long they can keep this going um because uh i mean my god it seems like it's trouble all over the place but uh but I guess it, you know, must have kept going. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it trails off later or not, but but it's it's been good so far. Um, and nice. uh, uh, um, I want to watch uh, I need I've been the other show that I've been kind of like bopping back and forth with the, with the American uh, catching up back up on is uh, The Bear. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, I've, I've, we
0: finished that a few weeks ago. I've
1: already watched the first season once, but I'm kind of going back over it, and then um, I'll be catching up on the second season, and and finishing that. So
0: yes, I'm excited that uh, the cousin that isn't really the cousin is cast as Ben Grimm and Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah, so those people with the Marvel movie, you know if they like the Marvel movies, they announced the cast of the Fantastic Four uh, on Valentine's Day in probably one of the weirdest posts they could have... I mean, that was like the most subtle casting unveiling like Marvel could have done. It's like they put out this mm-hmm. like Fantastic Four like Valentine's Day artwork and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, here's your cast of the movie and everyone's like, wait, what? This is it? You know, and uh, it was it was kind of random, but... Yeah, so it's Pedro Pascal as uh, Mr. Fantastic.
0: I'm not sure how I feel about that.
1: (sighs) He's a little older, you know, and I would think that you'd want to have somebody that, like, had the ability to get some longevity out of the actor, you know, for a little bit. You don't want to, like, burn them out so quick that, you know, they're only going to be around for maybe two or three movies and then they're done, you know. Right. Um, But I do love Pedro Pascal, like um, the movie that really sold me on him, just sold me on him, was the one that he did with Nicolas Cage. The, um, uh, hang on, I'm bringing up his. his I film, know the name I'm of bringing it. Bringing up his filmography here.
0: I um, haven't watched that yet.
1: Oh, dude, it's an awesome movie. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and like Pedro Pascal. Is for I mean he's kind of sorta a drug lord, but like <laughs> it's you gotta watch it. I don't want to spoil it because there's a lot to it. But he has the biggest bromance crush on Nicolas Cage, and it's supposed to be. Like Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage. Like in the movie, he's like going out for roles. He's a struggling actor at this point. People think he's a joke and blah 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 and all this kind of shit. So it's like it's almost supposed to be like this like true life, but obviously not true life kind of story. So he's playing Mm -hmm. himself and um, so like Peter Pascal is like, Oh, I loved you and face off and blah 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 and all this kind of shit and everything. And dude it's the it. He is so funny in that movie. I loved him. So I'm all in for Pedro Pascal. I do hope they make him shave the mustache because yeah, Reed Richards doesn't have facial. I mean, he did at one point. I, I will say, unless he goes the full beard, because Reed Richards has done mm-hmm. the full beard. I don't remember him ever having a mustache, but he's had a beard. Yep. I'm I'm being my super nerd here. Peter Reed Richards does not have a beard, <laughs> you know, you physically. So,
0: hair. yeah. The girl I'm not familiar with.
1: Vanessa Kirby is her name. Um yep. I am also not familiar with her. So, let's look her up real quick. Vanessa Kirby. Uh she's blonde. Uh she's in Napoleon. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. Mission Impossible Six. Um, so those, I've
0: seen all those, but I don't remember her. She
1: was in Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, so she was in the most recent one as well. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know who she is uh, in those movies, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know. And then yeah, so you've got this, Ebon Moss Bacharach? Bacharach? the torch is that the the torch? I I thought that was the that's the that's Ben Ben Graham okay that's Ben Graham yeah I don't don't know his name so yeah so he uh obviously had been in the bear he was in the punisher uh he was in star wars Andor. uh the menu which that's a fucked up movie have you ever seen the menu
0: no I haven't seen that oh
1: my gosh that one I watched it on HBO it's a horror movie, and, its it, I mean, it's kind of a weird kind of horror movie, but it has um, Ralph Fiennes this, as this, like... Do they like, serve people? I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you anything. Okay. But, uh, but no, he was in The Menu. He's been in some other stuff, too. So, you know, him, you know, you kind of kind of recognize. Um, and then Joseph Quinn is the guy that's playing... Um, the, Eddie uh, from Stranger Things. Yes, he's playing the Human Torch. So Eddie from Stranger Things. Apparently he's going to be in Gladiator 2, which supposedly comes out this year. Um, Game of Thrones, he was in that. I, I have not watched Game of Thrones. I'll admit, I haven't either. I'm not...
0: I, I, I watched the first season. Yeah. Then we canceled cable, and I, I had every intention of going back and watching it. I actually own all the episodes digitally. Yeah and then there's the big shit bomb of the ending mm. so i just have no interest in watching it at all you know
1: all. i'm the same way i had a i had all this interest in watching it when everybody was like oh game of thrones is awesome and then i heard so much negative shit about the end that i was like eh, yeah i don't care now <laughs> you know um yeah. A bad news of a bad ending will ruin it. Like Dexter. I've never watched Dexter. I heard Dexter's awesome, but everybody tells yep. me, "Watch Dexter except for the last episode." And I'm like, "Why would I want to do that?" You know? And then they did yep. that extra season recently where they were like going to go and like try to fix it, you know, add a better ending. And I heard that that even ended kind of shitty.
0: I heard that also. So it's like
1: you guys just can't end the show, you know? It's like just no, nope. I don't know. Um, so yeah,
0: I can't think of a show that they've like came back years later to try to do another season that ever worked. Like, I love the show Heroes
1: Picard season three. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Holy but shit! I mean, that was, I mean, that you,
0: was like, like, you, the, there was what a year gap.
1: You gotta, like, I'm no, talking, no, no. I'm, like ta- no I'm, years. I'm talking next generation to Picard season three. I'm talking like the seven season. Oh of next yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, like to be honest, Picard season one and two, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not, you got to get through it. Picard season one was pretty good. Picard season two. It was Picard season two was kind of slow. Uh, I haven't man, seen that Picard season three. They turned on all the fan service, and they were just, like, giving you all the feels. And by that last episode, I'm just sitting there on the couch, you know, bawling happy tears, just like, oh, this is everything I ever wanted from this show. And it was just – it was awesome. So, yeah. Yep. 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 Um, No, I don't – they've been doing that a lot. See, that's the – but now we're getting, you know, we're ranting again, or I'm ranting again. But it's like, that's the problem with Hollywood is everything's a fucking remake or a reboot or a rehash or, you know, restart or something like that. It's like, give me some original stuff, you know, and yeah. it's right. Absolutely. I don't know. It I is. I don't know. It's bad. I will say July of 2025 will be interesting because that's when Fantastic Four comes out. But then also that's when the new Superman movie from uh, Warner Brothers comes out. And that's going to kickstart their whole little universe, you know, and everything. So um, that'll be it'll be a good good month for comic book fans in terms of. uh,
0: Yeah, it's going to hurt my wallet.
1: Eh. See, I got the theaters up here that do six dollar Tuesday. So I just go then I can go like. See, we do. Tuesday we like also 11 do, in the but... morning, you know.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, I don't have that luxury, Nick.
1: I know. I can't go at
0: 11 in the morning. I know. But we do have $5 Tuesdays, but that theater kind of sucks. Oh, like I was all on board in the beginning. It's like a locally owned, owned deal. Yeah. And they started off doing it right. They only opened like three screens, and it was really nice and, you know, good deals to, you know, accommodate families and whatnot. Well, now they've moved to the assigned seating and like they started skimping on the sound and like half the time you go in there, the lights aren't even on. Like not the lights lights, like the running lights to find your seat. They're just off. Yeah. Yeah. You're just walking Um, in pitch black.
1: I. uh, I like the assigned seating. I don't like having to race to the theater to find my seats. I like the ability to when I buy my ticket, I pick my seat. You know, yeah. Because then I, I can I like show that up when like I'm writing. planning on going. Because then I like that, and I can. Li- well, okay, that's true. But I like that so that I can like, you know, uh, not have to worry about being at the theater two hours ahead of showtime. You know, because I remember. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm you do too. I'm sure going to the theater and like you're having to be there two hours in advance so that you're not at the ass end of the massive line of people that are rushing into the theater to pick. And then suddenly you're standing there going like, okay, what's available? What's available? You know, that kind of thing.
0: I remember going to watch uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Star Wars Episode Three. We got there like two hours ahead of time, and we were already like a hundredth in line. Yeah. And probably three people behind us they had to cut off because it was full like all four screens now at this
1: point you're forced into the very front row so you're doing this shit the whole time you know so
0: no the worst the worst time that's ever happened Uh, this jumps out we drove two hours to an imax to watch the second batman movie with the joker dark knight rises right um Dude, we got there cuz there was construction like all the way. Got there about 5 minutes after it started and we were in the front row at an
1: IMAX. Oh god. So we were looking straight up. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. It no. was awful. No. That's that's not even worth it. I mean, uh yeah, I, you can't do that. You just can't do that. I also hate being on the ends, like the the either of the ends of the screen, So where you're doing this and like the screen is like, yeah, I, I got to be perfect optimum spot for me, middle row up the way, middle seats in that row, like dead yeah. straight on center of the screen.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna revisit the the crappier theater doing assigned seating. Yeah. What gets on my nerves there is I've never seen more than four people in the theater at a time. So you have to stand there and decide which seat you want to sit in and tell them the number. They give you your ticket and you have to sit there and the damn thing's empty. So what? you might get in there and you're sitting behind a bar or something. So that's terrible.
1: Well, get up and move. Once the movie starts, Some, if that seat is empty, I will get up and move. You know? Yeah,
0: I mean, we do. They frown upon that because they're high school kids and they're trying to do what their boss has told them to do. So they'll they like, give you dirty paying lips paying and that shit.
1: Are they seriously
0: paying that much attention? Uh, probably not too, that's too often.
1: Like, you know, like what, what is it? I went and saw. Um, what did I go see? I saw something recently, and uh, the seat I wanted was taken. So I reserve two seats away because I won't reserve the one right next to it. If I can't, if I have the choice, I don't want to be, you know, seat buddies with somebody if I can avoid it. And so I reserve the seat two seats away and I get there and I'm sitting there. I've got my popcorn and I'm chilling out and I'm waiting for the movie to start. And I'm noticing the seat that I want never fills, never fills, never fills, never fills. Previews come on. Nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. Movie starts. Nobody's there. So I said, fuck it. And I shifted two seats over to the seat that I wanted. Nobody came. I sat there the whole time. I got the seat I wanted. And We're I figured good. and I figured worst case scenario, if somebody shows up, I'll just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I must have not seen the number properly. And I just shift two seats back where <laughs> I want to go. You know, it's no big deal. You know? So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 Well, um, this is where I normally should plug in the pinkies Fun Fact. However, I... You're going to tack it on the end. I am going to tack it on the end because I, in my haste of getting everything ready to come out here and do this with you, I did not transfer the file to my board. And so I do not have it to load up on the buttons. Um, Oh, man,
0: the last one I heard is we eat an average of, like, eight pubic hairs a year.
1: In your fast that food. That was disgusting. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, I know. I mean, especially given the fact that, like, you know, you guys were talking about those people that working at Hardee's in your area. Car- yeah. Carl's Jr. for the rest of the country, you know, depending you know, Carl's yeah, Carl's Jr., Hardee's, same thing. Um, you know, it's like, can you imagine eating the, eating the burgers from there, knowing that, you know, over the course of a year no. you've probably eaten eight pubes?
0: Yeah, and they probably have critters living on them if it's from Hardee's. Right?
1: I'm just saying, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, somebody, who was it? Somebody was telling me that, like, you never want to eat the dust, the cereal dust at the bottom of the bag of cereal. Because bugs? Yes, because FDA allows, like, a certain percentage of, like, bug parts to be in your cereal. And so, like, you're going to have bug parts, like, up in that dust in the bottom of your cereal bag. Gross. I'm telling you, man, you know, if everybody truly understood what we put in our bodies, I mean, let's be real, aside from the fact there's probably so much fucking plastic and whatnot in our food, it's not even crazy. Um, But but then you start adding in all the like other components to it. It's disgusting. But uh, anyway, yeah, so no, I'll be tacking on the pinkies fun fact at the end of this episode for those that uh, uh, are listening and I will do my level best going forward to make sure that I have it programmed on the soundboard. Uh, but now we will talk about my monthly cigars. It's a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. I get the Robusto box. You get the Robusto box. It's four cigars for 30 bucks. And that's where you got your CAO flathead there, right?
0: It sure is.
1: Yeah. How's that smoking for you?
0: You know what? I'm not a big fan of giant cigars like this. This is something that I've found out about myself recently because i used to buy the biggest ones i could find yeah you know because like i've heard you say in your head you're getting like the best deal yeah because for like a buck more you get twice the cigar
1: so much more tobacco well
0: it's just not for me personally it is not a comfortable smoking experience this one's doing okay
1: mouthfeel is definitely uh, something to consider
0: yeah and uh, i'm trucking along because i'm gonna have a hard time finishing this anyway
1: i was gonna say your time you're you're it's a slow smoke for you it's a slow burner
0: yes i'm only halfway through
1: okay which
0: i smoke slow anyway so yeah that's okay. another thing
1: well i was but, been, uh, probably smoking a little fast trying to get past the little crack on my wrapper and it just never really worked out but that's okay that was on me
0: yeah i've only had to relight at one time
1: there you go yeah, not bad. Um, but uh, if you go over to My Monthly Cigars and you order up a box of uh, cigars and use offer code Pulpit, P-U-L-P-I-T, gets you free shipping on your first box. And while you're over there, you can check out the fucking good coffee. You can get the uh, Pulpit blend, which is the daily press. You can get the lounge blend. It's all kinds of great blends and everything else. So head on oh, over yeah. to MyMonthlyCigars.com. And in terms of socials, I'm available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. I'm also available on Facebook where we have the Pulpit Parishioners group. Um, that's fun. We have the Twitter slash X account. And then you can watch this on YouTube if you so desire. And where can everybody follow you, Dave?
0: You can find us on Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash on Facebook. It's a very fun page. We give Travis lots of shit on there. Um, we've actually added like a hundred people this week, which is very exciting. Very exciting. That's cool. Yeah, so we had a big surge. Um, really, I went through and invited my whole friends list.
1: Okay, because, I was wondering. Where you know, that surge it
0: lasted a year, so yeah, I was like, you know what, we're not so bad at this. <laughs> I don't mind my friends
1: knowing that we do this. Okay. So there, and then my <laughs> art
0: page. I, yeah.
1: I still don't tell my friends about this, but, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> so. Yep. So, yeah, and then my art page is uh, Red Banana Art by David Clark. And convention season's starting. I'll be around the Illinois, Missouri, Indiana area. Come out and see me. Have a Have a nice little chat. Check out some artwork. You know, and uh, that's about it.
1: I heard from uh, another listener, not the listener that uh, inquired and gave us the actual question, but I heard from another listener uh, this week who got a lot of value out of the episode that you and I did about comic book suggestions for their child, that they wanted to get their child into them. Couldn't quite figure out what, got a bunch of suggestions, and now their kid is just going to town on the, on the project. Good. Okay. So you and I did well with that, evidently. We're getting kids Good to read. On.
0: Yeah, man. I've actually read a couple comic books myself lately, which My has God. been a long time. Yeah. Know it's weird. I'm not just stacking them up. I'm actually reading them.
1: Yeah. I I, I still stack a little bit.
0: Although <laughs> I did
1: pick up the first trade of Paper Girls. And uh, yeah. that was a TV show. The first. Se- uh, well, I think it got canceled after the first season. short lived. Right? Yeah. That was on what? Prime was that prime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and uh but the but I've been reading through the first trade. I I I dig it. It's like got time travel elements and shit to it and everything. it's 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 good. I like it. And I love uh, it's pretty is, good. It, is it Cliff Chang that does the artwork in that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love his artwork. I like the real clean yeah, artwork. It's good. You know. Yeah, I do too. Yeah.
0: You know, have you uh read Lady Killer? No. This is definitely not children material. No. This is uh, grown-ass adult comics. Grown-ass adult comics. You have to read that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's they have a really nice hardback on Amazon. I picked it up for like 20 bucks or something. You'll love the art in there. The story is fantastic. It's like set in the 50s or 60s and it's a housewife that's like a serial killer. Oh, it's pretty okay. good.
1: All right then. I'll have to look at that. So um. All right. So we did the socials. We did the MMC. We did all that. So, um, I don't know. Final thoughts on your cigar?
0: I dig it. I uh, if they make a smaller one, I will buy this again.
1: I think they do. Yeah, I think that's, so. It's, they name the Taste at, is the different the flavors are out of this world. Yeah, the different sizes are named after different engines, like you know whatever. So I I think they have a smaller one of that. Um, but that's been a really popular. The flathead. Has been a really popular line for CAO, so good deal. And I dug I my uh, eighteen eighty eight Nicaragua uh, from Villiger; it's one of my go tos, and uh, I really really enjoy it. It's got a lot of nice, good flavor to it. Smokes wonderfully, even with a cracked uh, wrapper. It, it it didn't like completely spiral apart on me. It held together really well. Um, so I mean, I was I was very very happy with my uh, my Villiger eighteen eighty eight Nicaragua. So nice. There we go. Well, Dave, thanks for so much for taking time out of your night. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Anytime, buddy.
1: There you go. Well, guys, uh, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Dave. Everybody, stay safe and stay smoky.
0: has to be like seven minutes long
1: it's over with it's already over with. <laughs> i know so now that travis is living in a trailer what's he gonna do when a tornado hits is he just going straight to oz yeah
0: okay yeah i'm hoping he does i hope he makes it back to tell stories <laughs> he's an excellent storyteller i will give him that he's one of the best storytellers <laughs> that i know
1: he's gonna go there and just be like you know just going to town and everyone's gonna be like what the fuck is this guy all about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: he fits right in
1: he's gonna make it mocking the munchkins
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes he certainly will
1: yep so Um, all right guys take it easy hey it's your girl pinky
0: Ready for a fun fact? Sleep tight. In just over two years, over 33% of a pillow's weight is made up of dead dust mites and their droppings. This has been Pinky, and I'll be back next time with more fun facts.